We've always had room in our hearts for film and TV Not just on Netflix, but tape and disc and theaters Oh, so God forbid that they take it all away And leave us nothing to broadcast to loyal listeners We'll binge watch every single movie So you don't have to, what else are we here for? Coming to you every week, listen to us while you're busy Luckily, we forgot to grow up. Hey, everybody, it's Craig. Hey, it's Scott. Hey, it's Andrew. Welcome to episode number 89 of the Forgot to Grow Up podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to try one of our... Um, Less than celebrated. Yeah, uh, actor episodes. Those those episodes where we think we've got a lot of material, and then it turns out we just list a bunch of movies, say, yeah, that was good. And we all decide that the actor we're talking about is good because obviously that's who we're talking about. Because yeah, obviously if just, they're an actor, they they better be good. And then we move on and talk about other stuff. So this week, we're going to move on and talk about other stuff after we talk about Samuel L. Jackson, who's been in a lot of stuff, but is surprisingly not memorable in a lot of the things because I had to sit there and really think about what he was in. There's some movies that he's in where you're like, yeah, obviously. And then there's other movies you watch and you're like... Wait, that was him? Yeah. We were just talking about this, like Goodfellas. Exactly. Did not remember he was in Goodfellas. I will talk about it, but there's a movie that I watched this week that I didn't know he was in until I saw it again recently. And then at that, I couldn't really tell that it was him and had to go look it up to make sure. Was this an older movie? It's a decently old film. Like 90s? Are we talking like Jurassic Park? You nailed it. Thanks for uh, thanks for spoiling it. No problem, man. I had yes, to like I, I had to tap into that brain, and I was like, "There goes what there movie goes from the '90s do lists. people know he was there, but also forget he was there?" Yeah, well, it's Jurassic Park, 100. percent It's that mustache, the fact that he doesn't get much screen time, the hair. Yeah, the hair helps. Yeah, yeah, the hair. The fact that that's what throws me off the most because I don't think he's done the weird like because it's the the side with like a light comb over, right? Like the like balding comb over, if I'm not mistaken. In no? Jurassic Park? No, I'm pretty sure he has what a full head of hair, doesn't he? Oh, he's got a full head. Okay, yeah. then I'm thinking it's just, it's just short. See, I think you're just like stereotyping balding people. No, I might have been thinking. I don't know. I'm trying to. He was. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyways, Samuel Jackson. Uh, should we start with that quiz I brought up so that we have a little more than. Which ones he's good in? Might as well. Let's steal someone else's work. Let's do this. Yes. There's, so I found a quiz online. It's on uh, funtrivia.com. So we throw a little bit of, you know, a little bit We're of We're borrowing it rather yeah. than do our own work. We're just going to borrow it. Yes. Okay. So this quiz is 10 questions. Uh, this first one, I have no clue, but it's also got a hint. So anyways, the first one's a little bit of a random one. So in which film does Samuel L. Jackson appear in a kilt? Clue. In a- Kilt in a kilt. Uh, it says clue in the U.S. The film was called Formula Fifty One. Uh, so I'm guessing that that's not the m- movie they're looking for the name of, because um, then it says the answer is three words. We have to just put it in there. So you guys the have movie any- is called Three Words. No, it, it yeah. It's, or the no, the movie has like the the title has three words. Oh, so they fucked up and like gave the hint as the answer. Well, that's the part I'm confused about because it's Formula 51 is the, is what it was released in the U.S. as, but I'm guessing the rest of the world it was released as something different. 
Uh, and that's the answer that they're looking for? Couldn't tell you, man. With a kilt. Yeah. I can't think of a movie I've seen with him wearing a kilt. Okay, we're going to go to the second one because this one seems a little bit more, um, you know, relevant and easy. So in 2000, Samuel L. Jackson reprised a famous a role made famous in the 60s. Is it the Shaft? It Tell is me shaft. it's Shaft. I think it is Shaft. It has to be it Shaft. To be shaft. Shut your mouth. It doesn't give me the answers till the end. We have to do all five or all ten questions first to okay. get the answers. But I put Shaft in as our answer. So the next question is: Samuel Jackson was nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar in this violent Bible bashing role. What was the film? And then we have four choices: The Negotiator, Caves Ma- Caveman's Valentine. Pulp Fiction and A Time to Kill. A Time to Kill. John Grisham, I'm pretty sure... Ah, uh, no, that's not a Bible... Th- you said Bible thumping? Bible bashing. Bible bashing. Uh, no, it can't be that. Because in that movie, he plays a dude whose daughter was like raped by these piece of shit dudes. And then he goes and kills those motherfuckers. And then he's on, on uh, trial for that. So it's not a time to kill. What are the other the other options again? So we had Pulp Fiction. I don't Cave, think that would be it. Caveman's Valentine <laughs> and The Negotiator. Best Supporting Actor Oscar. Oh, Nominated fuck. for. Nominated for okay. a Best Supporting. See the Bible Oscar. part's fucking me up. Well, doesn't like, he? Well, does... it's in the it's in the Bible Belt. A time to kill, but The Negotiator is. Good. I'm gonna lock that in as my answer. Because I've never heard of the other one. I have no idea. Well, in Pulp Fiction, he does quote the Bible, if that's what they're trying to go for with this. But I don't know if he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, but I feel like there's a lot of, like, accidental phrases people say that were somewhere in the good No, no, but he does quote the Bible. It's a famous thing. That's the big speech he gives in Pulp Fiction, is, like, quoting something from the Bible. I can't remember what the thing, what the verse is or whatever you call it. However, you refer to Bible things. Um, I'm gonna be honest. When I think Pulp Fiction, like him and uh, I mean, that seems like he seems like yeah, but he seems and more like a, the lead to me. When I think Pulp Fiction, like I, I think really of him as I think like if if I think Pulp Fiction, I see Travolta. Travolta? Well, him, yeah, him and Travolta. But, but I, I would have called them that, both. Yeah. yeah, I would have called I them know. both leads. But argue, you could argue Travolta's got a bit more of a role in that film from the amount that I've seen. I don't want to. Like yeah, every yeah, scene yeah. I can think I of off the top of my head basket, is but... it's like two out of three of them are John Travolta and uh, Samuel Jackson. I'm gonna stick with the negotiator just because. Listen, I, just I already lo- I already locked it in. It's too late for me to the turn way you've around. Been moving is as I'm thinking Pulp Fiction though. Like it's just it's too. Yeah. I already locked it own, in. You shook your own argument. Yeah, I locked myself in too fast. Well, we can we can still change it. No, I locked it in. That's not how it works. I okay. locked it in. Odd if you if you buzz four. on reach for the top, you got to answer. This that team sports suck. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever played team sports, so I didn't have to take any of the blame. It's a team thing. There's no I in teams. <laughs> <laughs> but there isn't dipshit. Let's keep going. All right, so question four is, in which film does Samuel L. Jackson play a man with a godlike name who forms an alliance with a man on the wrong end of a game of Simon Says? Do you guys need the options for this? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the first one is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Second option is... Oh, actually, you know what? 
isn't his name like Thor or something like that? It's uh, Zeus. Okay, so I think it's we Jesus. just. Uh, that's why I was like, that's why I asked if you guys needed the answer because I know this one for sure. Because it's also you know, one of your top movies. Well, Die Hard three. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Die Hard three. <laughs> I know Die Hard three. <laughs> it is they, they play Simon Says in it. That's where he runs around with. Yes. You know, okay. And his name is Jesus. I haven't seen like I haven't seen the movie in forever. Fair enough. That one I, that one just sticks out. I watched that a lot when I was younger because that was my fa- I, that was actually one of my favorites. I think is my favorite of the diehards. I'd say. Uh, but anyways, next question number five is: In which movie does Samuel star with Sandra Bullock, Kevin Spacey, and Matthew McConaughey? The negotiator. I'm expecting you to know the answer here, Andrew. Oh fuck! No, that's a that's a time to kill. Okay. I was gonna say that's the last of our. Because Sandra, Sandra Bullock's the uh, either like the second chair, as opposed to lead counsel, or she's like the the paralegal. Samuel Jackson's the dude. Um, gorgeous ass Matthew McConaughey is the uh, the lead chair. And I feel like Kevin Spacey is. He's either like the DA, or he's like the fucking like grand wizard guy <laughs> yeah i've never seen this movie or even heard of it so i, I don't know it's, 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 a, it's based off a john grisham book and he's my favorite author so oh, okay. i better Understand- fucking know this shit understandable okay so time to kill so now on to question six what is the name of the fourth film that samuel made with bruce willis the the fourth Fair. film? Yeah, it says the fourth film that he made with Bruce Willis, and it's one word. Is the was name it Red? Of was he in Red? I don't think he was in Red because I don't. I know for sure that it no, was Morgan no. Freeman was yeah, the star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if he popped up in a secondary role in that that I'm forgetting about. But I don't think so. I'm fairly certain he wasn't in that. Um, the fourth film. Yeah. Well, I can only think of Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's the only one that's on the top of my head. I'm like, I don't know any other ones after that that they appeared together in, so... I'm trying to think of, like, one-name fucking movies. Yeah, that's the other fun part of this. And it's like, he has so many, like, IMDb credits. It's not like we could actually scroll yeah, through really. to like, try and the fact that he's with, he's with Bruce Willis in that many? Yeah. Like, that's... more I like fucking... I have no fucking clue, man. I, I can, like... Yeah, I no, I don't mean. Any guesses? Uh, I got nothing from you. Uh, outside of Red, Craig? I got nothing. I can't. I I could not name outside of a Die Hard film. I could not name a movie they both appear in. Okay, that we're putting Red, even though we know that's wrong. Uh, on to question seven. How many questions was there? There was ten. Fuck yeah! Okay. So yeah, we're, I, I kept it short, so that wasn't too crazy. Uh, and I don't have to read too much because we know I struggle with that. Anyways, on to question seven. In which film did Samuel play a colonel in the U.S. Armed Forces who rescues an ambassador from a seized embassy in the Yemen? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's... What's the uh, We've got what's the history options. of the word? Okay, give us the options. Yeah, well, Yemen. I th- well, the reason I gave that weird look that our audience members can see was I thought Yemen was a country, and so it says it the is. embassy in the Yemen. The question was the way it was worded, and I was like, I don't know if that's just no, a misphrasing. Yeah, typo. Yeah, that's what I was guessing, but that's why I was also like, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that Yemen was because I only know it because of friends, and I think that's where Chandler told 
what's her name, uh, Janice, that he was moving. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so our options for this one, though, are Caveman's Valentine, Fresh, Mob Justice, and Rules of Engagement. Rules of Engagement. That's my guess. I don't think it's Rules of Engagement. <laughs> no? Okay. Why not? That's the only one that sounded like a one related the to one the armed forces. Like <laughs> really? Military based, yeah. Actually, no. Rules of Engagement. I hear Rules of Engagement and immediately I think rom-com. Yeah, no, that's like, fair too. I, yeah. I immediately picture a Scarlett this Johansson rom-com where she's like that. engaged, but then he's going like. Yeah, no, I get, I, I get where you're going, but I think this is more so the along the okay. lines. Is that what we're going with then? That's my I, only guess. These I, other I, ones I've never heard that's, of. I'm, I'm locking it in. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm taking my veto on the. He locked on the it in. Side. Okay. okay. So we're on to question eight. In this film, Samuel. Samuel only appeared at the end. He co-stars. His co-stars were an ex-doctor and a beautiful singer. Which film? Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. Nope. Yes. Deep Blue Sea, <laughs> Out of Sight, or Mob Justice. So okay, I know well, it's the, the, Repeat the question. Okay. Because it's not the first two. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely not. So in which film? Uh, in no. In this film, Samuel only appeared at the end. His co-stars were an ex-doctor and a beautiful singer. Which film? And so the last two options were Out of Sight and Mob Justice. A beautiful singer and an ex-doctor. Yes. See, it's a, my guess is Mob out Justice of... like kind of sounds legit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the ex-singer could be like the the girlfriend of one of the mobsters. She's like, uh, I don't want to be with you. And then true. like Mob Doctor, like those those that's type. True. And what was the other one? The other one was out of sight. And what I was thinking was, he's an eye doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for the joke purposes. I didn't yeah. have anything after that. So, um, Man. So I like that you had something ready for the mob justice. So I'm, I'm willing to throw my vote at mob justice just based sure. off your... No objections? Okay. I was hoping these questions... Yours is, could, yours is probably better, but... You think out of sight's more? You think uh, the XI doctor means well, okay. the singer who's going well, out blind? of sight? Okay, let's think this way though. It could be like they're trying to like keep out of sight. You know, like yeah, the no, mob's I'd... coming after them. I like that we're sticking with the mob <laughs> thing with both these ones. <laughs> Always the mob. <laughs> like mob justice, that made sense, but out of sight, we're just assuming it the mob's after them. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I don't have a better idea. I'm just. I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way no, to go. No with it. coin, son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so we're okay. Going rock with mob paper justice. scissors. Is that what we're going with? Well, Craig, it's in mob justice as well. So okay, sure. let's go mob justice. Yeah, we'll move on to number question nine. So in this film, Samuel plays a teacher who, after being stabbed, moves from a gang-ridden school in Brooklyn to a similar school on the West Coast. Is that Coach Carter? Uh, that's not one of the options. So I'm guessing. Fuck. Not. His character was Trevor Garfield. Which, what was the film? So the okay. options are one eight seven or one hundred eighty seven. Um, that sounds the, like it could be area code or a public school number. Mm-hmm. I agree with both. So the next one's the Great White Hype, Kiss of Death, and then Eve's Bayou. Bayou. Kiss of Death or Eve's. Okay, so what was the second one? Uh, the Great White Hype. Fuck, like, I gotta go with 187. Like, that's the only one that makes sense to me. 
yeah, I like that you both assigned it to like some kind of area code or something right away, so that made sense to me. 187? That's yeah. what I'm going with. Okay, one more question. Uh, so in this film, Samuel plays Mitch Hennessy, a private detective helping a woman with amnesia to discover her true identity. What is the film? Uh, Kiss of Death, Deep Blue Sea, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and The Negotiator. I think this is actually a, The Long Kiss Goodnight. That sounds legit. The Negotiator doesn't make sense. No, no. Neither is Deep Blue Sea. Definitely not I Deep have Blue no Sea. Because uh, I think my dad, I remember watching this movie with my dad actually when I was younger. Vaguely sounds familiar. So the long kiss goodnight, and we'll submit our answers and see how well we well, did on the hope. quiz. Let's hope. All right. Let's hope for a 50. What did we get out of 10? So we got the first one wrong. Uh, that was the uh, Formula 51 was the name of it in the, in the U.S. The correct answer was the 51st state. Okay. And now we know well, we also know. skipped over that because we didn't understand the question. Yes, we so. did. And 42% of people have only answered that question correct, so we can feel a little good about that. We did get the shaft question right. Had uh, to. We did get the negotiator wrong. It was Pulp Fiction that he was the best. Uh, yeah. Uh, then we also got Die Hard with a Vengeance right. Uh, a Time to Kill uh, we got right. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know how we forgot this. Um, so the fourth film that Samuel made with Bruce Willis is Unbreakable. Motherfucker! Yeah, I don't know how we. I don't know how we missed that. I. You know what? I totally forgot that, and then I just glass just slipped my mind. Like yep. all one word. And Bruce Willis was in a Pulp Fiction, apparently as well. Yeah, he was. He, he played a not a boxer, but I remember him walking through like a boxing gym or boxing ring or something like that. See, I forgot he was in Pulp Fiction, so I missed that one. And the first one was National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon. Well, I've never seen that. So yeah, I have. I just mentioned it because it was listed underneath oh, as a little... That's not a one word. <laughs> well, no, the, the just the answer oh, was okay, one it was word. the first the one. Gotcha, one. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, those were just the other films that they had done together. I totally forgot about that movie. So did I. I, I feel really dumb for forgetting that one, too. <laughs> uh, we got rules of engagement correct about him being a uh, colonel in the U.S. Armed Forces. There we go. Uh, we did get mob justice wrong. It was out of sight. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, I try to talk myself out of it. So at the end of this film, George Clooney is placed in the back of a prison van with Jackson, who, like Clooney's character, made a habit of breaking out of jail. And there's apparently like a sequel. So wait, are we at 40%? Uh, I'm thinking so, yeah. So far. I don't know, we'll get to the bottom. Uh, okay, so the next question we got correct with 187. Yes. Oh. That's a pass. That's a 50. Yep. Uh, And then we also got the long kiss goodnight. So we got six out of ten. We got got a 60. 60%. Does it give you an average? Uh, Like what people like usually get. Mother fucker. So we're one below the average. We're a movie podcast and we're dumber than the average person. (laughs) The average quiz taker, we should say. Okay. This is a specific site. That's for that this funtrivia.com site but i thought we did okay for those considering those i have not most seen most of them we a haven't good seen chunk of these yeah <laughs> like the 51st state unbreakable i i have no excuse for uh but you know a couple of the ones we got correct like 187 i was like yeah i'm surprised we got that and i'm not surprised but you know what i mean i've never heard of that movie so but yeah that's the the samuel jackson quiz Nailed it. I want Nailed when it. you guys think Samuel L. Jackson, who what's the first character that comes to mind for you outside of Nick Fury? 
Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's like the one that like kind of pops out, but I don't know the character's name or anything about him. It's just, it is. Nope. It's that image, you know, that poster image of him like pointing that sticks out to me. Does that make sense? Do you know which poster I'm talking about? The Pulp Fiction yeah. poster where he's like yeah. pointing and that's when he's shouting the Bible verses, I believe. Uh, so that and then Mace Windu sticks out because that's pretty good. That yeah. Part of my childhood. Uh, so, I, you know. Uh, but Nick Fury is obviously a really big one of the last 10 years, at least. Uh, that sticks out for us. Um, yeah, yeah. In particular. Um, I wrote down Snakes on a Plane just because that one, again, as well as ones, it's those ones where I can think of him as a lead without any other like big yeah. star in it. You know what I mean? But it also wasn't that big a hit. But it also came out when we were at that right age where we're like, yeah, we'll go see a stupid Snakes on a Plane. That's like the best idea ever. The execution yeah. wasn't great, but... Right, they promised me snakes. Yeah, they said snakes on a plane. Barely got snakes on the plane, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what about you, Andrew? What sticks out for you besides Nick Fury? Honestly, the first one that pops into my head when I think Nick Fury, or Samuel Jackson, not Nick Fury. <laughs> or yeah, Nick Fury. No, they're they're one and the same. <laughs> they are. They they're are. one and the same. They modeled them after, the, like before in the comics, they modeled the character after yeah. him before he even had the role. So yeah. That's a that's not a common thing. No, um, like probably Mace Windu, or uh, yeah. or uh, Lucius on The Incredibles. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that one because it doesn't stick out as much because you know it's an animated role. But that maybe Jura- maybe Jurassic Park. But outside of that, like a lot of them, like he's in Patriot Games. How the fuck do I forget that he's in Patriot Games? Yeah, that's can't help you there so um sure or, or like the goodfellas i love me some mobster movies how do i forget about that yeah i think it's just his franchise ones do overwhelm a lot of his other roles yeah. he plays like when i'm looking through scroll doing a quick scroll through his list right now uh he doesn't deep blue sea he wasn't around very long got yeah. eaten he does have a memorable exit in that scene though or in that um movie shaft like Shaft, of we, course. That's we know the he's we're, Shaft. That's the reason we're <laughs> yeah. doing this episode. Is yeah, because because sh- Shaft comes out this week. Uh, no, it's already out. It's, oh, it's oh, already out, yeah. Yeah, last weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so Shaft, that's obviously one that sticks out. That's, again, one that he's the lead of that sticks out. But even that one kind of falls into a franchise film now because... It, well, yeah, because uh, they did the original Shaft with, who was it, Richard Roundtree? I, I can't say for sure. And then him, and now they've got, like, third-generation Shaft. Yeah, that they brought in for this new one, it seems. So it's technically a franchise, but he he fits well into franchises, I feel, though, because you get him to be just Samuel L. Jackson as a certain role, and that's that fits well. Because he's, yeah. he's also in The Kingsman, technically. He dies, but, you know. It was Richard Roundtree, by the way. Okay. I also like the fact that they have three Shaft movies. That I know of three Shaft movies, and they're all just called Shaft. <laughs> they all like somehow intertwine. Like you know, Richard Roundtree is the grandpa now, and then you know, uh, Samuel Jackson is is the son, and then the grandson is the new guy. Yeah, uh, they're all just called Shaft. I like that very much. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Like, why, why, why switch it up? Yeah, why fuck around? Why be like, oh, Shaft two the. The slapping or something like that. Like just just call it Shaft, because that's what it is. That's what it is. 
He was in the fucking man. How did I forget about the man? Oh, the man's a great one. Him and Eugene Levy running around. <laughs> Gotta love good old Toronto, Detroit. Damn, how did I forget that one? You Didn't you just talk about this like a couple I, months I ago? I watched it not that long ago. I spent the first half of the movie trying to pick out the Toronto skyline. Yeah, and you found it. I did. I found a lot of Toronto hints, to be completely honest. They didn't hide it very well in that movie. I forgot that he was the narrator for Farce of the Penguins. One of those movies, like, why the fuck did anyone make this? <laughs> I've never heard of that. I for I was just, I'm scrolling through the list. I forgot he was t- in the <laughs> another franchise, the Triple X franchise, as the head of the Triple X division. That's uh, probably actually one of my very earliest Son productions to him was that movie. <laughs> Uh, he's also. I, can't, a, I can't get past this friggin' uh, Farce of the Penguins. I've seen it once <laughs> back in the day. Probably when I just, yeah, 2006, so just when it came out. It would be about 13. Yeah. And, like, it's got a pretty decent cast. You now, Samuel Jackson's the narrator. We got Allison Hannigan as the haughty penguin. Bob Saget as Carl. <laughs> Brie Larson is I Need a Z Pack penguin. Oh, another thing that they work together in. <laughs> Carlos Mencia is Juan Sanchez. Dave Coulier is There's No Snow Penguin. John Stamos is What's Global Warming Penguin. Oh man, there's just everything's got ridiculous names. Jody yeah. Sweeten's He's So Gross Penguin. Lori Laughlin's Melvin Smackin' Penguin. So Jason Biggs is Insecure Penguin. The cast of Full House does penguins. Pretty much. Jim Belushi is They're All Bitches Penguin. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg's Helen. Damon Wayans is Hey, That's My Ass Penguin. Jason Alexander's Penguin on Belly. These are ridiculous names. Yeah, well, it's directed by Bob Saget, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that makes sense. Steve the Owl, no personality Penguin. Gilbert Gottfried plays Freezing Nuts Penguin. Dane Cook was the online Penguin. At this point, I'm just I'm hoping to see like Jason Mansukis just says like Crazy Penguin or something. <laughs> Tracy Morgan, Jason Alexander. Dane J- Cook, Lewis Black. John Lovitz, My Eyes Are Up Here, Penguin. Norm MacDonald is joined to Sums Penguin. <laughs> so he's just the guy who tries to join threesomes. Sounds like pen or make threesomes. Sounds like Penguin. Jeff Ross is a funny-looking bastard. Not even just in the movie, like, in real <laughs> life. Monique is Vicky. Because some people don't need... Fun names. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, back to Shaft, a.k.a. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. I almost said Nick Fury. <laughs> it's all the same in a sense. He just play his, a lot of his roles kind of mesh together. I was just scrolling through the list some more, and I'm like, "There's so he's been in so many movies too. I've just never ever heard of like." I forgot he was. Party. I forgot he was the narrator in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, that was one I was. The other of. guys, he's that cop. For yeah, the few PK seconds. Highsmith. Yeah. For like See you on months. the ground. Uh, oh, I forgot he was in SWAT too, or SWAT, not SWAT it, too. Well, he's a sergeant in SWAT, isn't he? Yeah, I, for, I forgot though. That's what I'm oh. saying. Like he just blends in in so many of these roles. Where I'm like, oh yeah, you're a law enforcement dude. <laughs> like takes on a plane in that he's law enforcement. And where's another one? I saw another one where he's law enforcement. Oh, 
there was another there's a would-be franchise i just remembered that he was in and jumper he's the villain <laughs> jumper which one's jumper that's the one with um what's his name um hayden christensen is that uh anakin jumper that's the one where they the where he has the jumping powers not samuel samuel jackson's hunting the people with the jumping powers which is you know anakin skywalker that's hayden christensen right christian haydenson like it is what is his name oh, okay yeah hayden yeah, christensen. yeah hayden christensen did i say it the reverse the first time i think you were right the first time okay yeah. <laughs> you know i got this movie confused with oh, fuck what's the one there's one that's kind of like it looper where they send yeah. back uh who the fuck is in Looper? that's bruce willis. is that bruce willis bruce they send him back yeah. to like kill himself yeah they send and back. then he ends up and then he ends up like killing himself he tries to kill no no oh well, yeah his younger self like kills his younger his self, his self kills self. him yeah yeah played by jason joseph gordon levitt joseph yeah. gordon levitt yeah you better say jason yep <laughs> but I know it's Joseph but Jason was going to come out of my mouth and I think it's because you said Jason Mansukas before we should just do a Jason Mansukas episode basically just talk about how he's crazy and everything I love how every time we do an actor episode we decide on doing another one after this <laughs> yeah we, we'll get there. There's lots of actors. There's lots of options. No, no, there is. It's just, I think it's funny because how we started this episode was, yeah, we're just going to say, oh, that was a good one. And yeah. we've gotten to that part of this episode. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> this is Forgot to Grow Up. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. So Outside think- of he is in a lot of things. He's a good actor and he exists. I don't think there's much more we can say. We clearly didn't know enough about him based off of our movie <laughs> results. He is in fucking everything. He's in a lot. In 183 acting credits as of right now. I see like 10 projects in development along the side. Old Man, The Blob, an untitled Grumpy Old Men project. Wait, they're making another The Blob? That's what it says here. Get the Un- fuck out of here. Projects in development. There's an Afro Samurai still coming out again. Uh... Shaft 27? God damn it. <laughs> and he still hasn't made it into the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm sure it's coming, though. Well, Hobbs and Shaw comes out in another month. We could see him. <laughs> he could be like Idris Elba's like uncle or something like that. I think it's all about family, so it would fit. <laughs> yeah. When Idris Elba ends up dying, it'll be like when... Uh, when what's-his-face? Jason Statham shows up to like avenge his brother. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ, those movies are awful. <laughs> you can't, you'll get no argument from me on that. <laughs> they're so, like, they're so bad, they're good, but they're so bad. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, grew up with the original ones. My dad loved watching those, and he's the type of guy who keeps this franchise going. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, dad. <laughs> Someone has to. Just kidding. That was ruthless. <laughs> I meant like I meant like someone has to like keep up the franchise. I was just a little bit behind because I'm over here creeping on the internet, and now it sounds like I don't like your dad. Well, the funny thing is, sorry, Brad. That's what I would say to my dad in person, though. But that's because I can I I could laugh it off with him in person, whereas 
Hopefully the podcast doesn't come off that way. But I don't even know if he listens. Probably not. <laughs> Anyways. Well, if know. you do. Yeah. That's not what I meant, Brad. Okay? <laughs> uh, but shall we move on to what we watched this week then, gentlemen? Sounds like a plan to me. Well, Craig, you've been quite quiet uh, for the Samuel Jackson section. So why don't you well, start us off? Can you hear me is the first question. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Can you also this see me? Colette, this is Clem Fandango. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't watch that. God um, damn it. I watched a lot of Shark Tank. Um, of course. I'm at the point now where I am of the belief that it's the same show every single episode. Yep. And so I'm all I'm about done with Shark Tank. That's about where I fell off, I would say. When it starts to get to where it's like a lot of like pretty established companies where they're mainly coming on for the marketing boost and not the oh, know, yeah. not the need of an investor or something. You can tell. It's like, what do you need the money for? Ah, oh, I just need you guys. Yeah, you just needed to be on the show. Yeah, and that's where I got off because I was like, no, I want the people who need guidance from actual. Like, that's where I preferred Dragon's Den over Shark's yeah. Tank was because it felt and like I they were actual mentors as opposed to like, oh, this is this is a very business transactional way they do it on Shark Tank. Like they've got whole companies devoted to handling their Shark Tank companies that they invest in. So it's, yeah. I will continue enjoying, dra- or continue enjoying uh, Dragon's Den, but Shark Tank will get a no from me. Yeah, I, I, um, I fell off both of them so long ago already. I also watched Jurassic Park. Yes, we we got a little hint to that earlier. Which Spoilers. Is realized, <laughs> which is when I realized that Samuel L. Jackson was in it because I was watching it and I was like, "That's Samuel L. Jackson." Yes. And I figured I'd find out today, so I did. And you did. Yes, that's yeah. I. I can't fault you for that because I had forgotten he was in it until the most recent Jurassic Park actually came out, and that's what part of what refreshed it was, part of going back and rewatching those for when. Uh, Jurassic World came out. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot he was in this for five minutes. Same with Newman, who's I really should learn that actor's name one of these days. But he'll always be Newman. Oh, you mean um, oh fuck, what's his name? Stan. Stan Podlack. Stan Podlack. That's what it was. It's not Newman. Is what you're saying? No, no, no. Stan Podlack. Because that's a Space Jam reference. Oh right. Wayne Knight is the name. That's of it. He, you know what? He's also the voice. Oh fuck! God damn, it's gonna bug me. Now we gotta go. He's been in a bunch of st- bunch of stuff that's like a supporting actor role. Especially, yeah, he's very good at that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good element of like comic relief. The goofy, klutzy guy. That's why I at least think of him as as. But that's a lot of. Well, that's, that's a lot of space. You know what? There. He was in. Oh fuck! What was it? It was a show I watched recently. I talked about it a while ago. Upstart. That's what it was. He's briefly in it as like some millionaire guy who owns his own company. And then he's just like invests in the Upstart. Okay. He's there briefly and I was like, oh shit, he's still acting? Let's go creep this page. Um, Yes. He's in Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters. If anyone cares about that. Well, that's an animated, so that'd be a voice. Yeah. That's on Netflix. I actually he was in Narcos as Alan Starkman. I didn't watch that show, but he's there. Did I? Did any of us Benny Blush, that's his name. No. Nope, not me. Huh. He was in... Coke is not my thing. Kung Fu Panda. Big Go fun. Did an episode of How I Met Your Mother. 
Motherfucker, he's in Hail Caesar. How did I forget about that? You say he was an extra in How I Met Your Mother? He was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Who was he in How I Met Your Mother? That's what I'm trying to think of. He was Lily's landlord for a a single episode. Oh. He was on Third Rock from the Sun for its entire run. I don't remember that. Clearly he is forgettable, not unforgettable. He was (laughs) Dr. Theo. 101 episodes. He was the overweight customer whose pants are caught on fire in American Dad. He was in 45 episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah, well, that makes That's sense. That's it? Yeah. Well, I guess, they I guess read, he was just a well, Newman character. actually was like, I'm pretty sure he was an older guy, like the first couple seasons before they rewrote him to be Wayne Knight. Oh, okay. That's because they keep they keep referencing how like oh, he keep, right, he's like trying to kill white, himself. Like the white-haired guy, right? Yeah. yeah like okay. he's, he's trying to kill himself and... Uh, Kramer's like, oh, just do it already, Newman. And then, like, they just rewrite it so that he's a postman in the same building. Yeah. Just like they did with Jerry's dad, who the first season, they kept talking about how he was bald with a comb over, and he never gave that up. And then you're like, oh, okay. And all of a sudden, the next season, he's got a full fucking head of hair. <laughs> or with, uh, with uh, George Costanza's dad. He was like a fucking old guy. Like he was like senile old. And then the next season they're like, never mind. We got the better guy. Guy from King of Queens. Yeah, we got uh, Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah. Really? We we got, was his name Marty Ball or something like that? Yeah. On. uh, Was it Marty? Um. Something ball, anyways. Can't help you with this, guys. I can't remember. Just a second. I'm Zoolander. Thinking. Jerry Stiller is his name. Yeah, Jerry. That's what it was. Is that actually Ben Stiller's dad? Yeah. He's actually Ben Stiller's dad. Oh, that's crazy. That's cool. Yeah, him and him and his that. wife were a comedy troupe before. And they look the same. Well, now that you ben say that, I can see it. It's just I never thought of it. That's interesting. Huh. That's cool. Um, Artie Ball? No. The things you learn. Just a second. Zoolander 2 is Maury. Maury, that's what it was. I knew it was like a an old white guy name. <laughs> is it supposed to be I, I can't turn left. Uh, hey, was it Seinfeld? Um, look it up. He played... Abner Gazar in Justice League Unlimited. He played Gary the Rat, or he played Gary's rival on Gary the Rat. He was. In the he did quite a bit of voice work. Oh, he's fucking Tantor. How did I forget about that from Tarzan? I'm not really great at remembering the voice acting yeah, stuff oh my god he was the to. he was the microwave on the brave little toaster goes to mars oh, that was like my one of my favorite movies growing up yeah no like we've talked about a few animated times. movies yeah we talked childhood about a couple movies times. are a lot harder to uh um they're a lot harder to remember the voices yeah especially because we, when we watch don't them, have yeah. a frame of reference that's yeah. fair or didn't even um, care when you were younger. Like, I remember... Exactly. I remember when I started to care, and it definitely started with, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Well, now I gotta, I'm going to creep the Brave Little Toaster now to find out who the fuck else... John Lovitz was the radio? How did I miss that one? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> because you didn't know who that was when you saw the movie first. Yeah, but I watched that movie like three years ago. Okay, I can't give you an excuse for that. I haven't seen it since we were kids. Okay, Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue. Who's in this one? Anyone I recognize? Okay. Okay, this one I get a pass on. Oh, Jay Moore was in it. Actually, you know what? I knew that one. He's Mac. He's the... Uh... Okay, yeah, I knew that one. Doing one of his weird voices. Okay, yeah. Weird tumble from, like, talking about uh, Samuel Jackson to Wayne Knight to Jay Moore. We're getting everybody pregnant! It's like one of, like, three bits Jay Moore does that I can remember. That's not it's even a, his, like... Well, no, it's his, tra- it's his Tracy it's Morgan Tracy impersonation. Morgan. <laughs> getting everybody pregnant! Boy pregnant. The, the the fact that I knew that without <laughs> having seen that at all is uh, a testament both to your talent and his. Um, the last not thing Tracy on my Morgan. List, so. uh, no. The last thing on my list is I watched the second episode of the new season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. At this pace, I'll probably be done it before they cancel the show again. <laughs> so next season. Yeah. What's the second episode? It's the one where they do uh, Hitchcock and Scully's origin story. Origin story, which I really liked. Those, like the that Alan Richson and the other guy. Yeah, I I liked that part of it, but the episode in the middle was pretty dull. No, I like that they like the way they tie it up, like how they got fat and lazy because yeah. of wing that, sluts. It's such a it's such a easy stupid way to do it. But yeah. it's, it's but like they used to be the best. And it's now they're what not. I want out of the show is something ridiculous. I was talking to someone about it. I forget who it was. One of my customers, it had to have been. But we were talking about it, and he didn't like that they show other uh, like flashbacks in previous seasons, back to like the seventies or whatever, and it just Hitchcock with like a toupee on, <laughs> and then they flash back to this, and it's like two gorgeous guys, and I was like, it's a comedy, like. Yeah. You're allowed to fuck up your flashbacks and comedies that there's really no solid continuity. Yeah, you can't hold... Like, it's not like whatever... Yeah, like, there's not much that happens, like, the end of this season carries forward to next. It's just, they cliffhang you, and then that's where it picks up next season, and that is it. Like, all the lessons learned along the way don't matter, outside of relationships. That's why it's a sitcom, a situation comedy you get in situations that create comedy it does like outside of that it doesn't matter like like at the end of season one when uh boyle and gina hook up and you're like what the fuck didn't see that coming and then it just that just turns into a joke like they know other than a few episodes in season two they don't really reference it like it's just like they don't show you it anyways then it just becomes the oh (laughs) is my former lover Hello, sister. <laughs> like, just just that weird bit. Like, it just stuff to push the story along. That's it. Yeah, that's all sitcoms are. Hopefully you finish it. There's a really good, ep- like, ticking time bomb episode near the end of it. Okay. I will... I'll get there eventually. It's just... <laughs> it's so slow. They also... It's, it doesn't keep me as entertained as it used to. They also bring back Kevin, because well, it's a binge show. You can't just watch one episode. You have to binge it in order to, like, get With fully into it. Other, all the other uh, seasons, I wanted to watch. That's fair. They, they did change quite a bit in this one. 
Yeah. Like, they do tackle a few more political things. And they they also... Kendall's kind of thought it was funny. And I like the lines, but in the show, I didn't like it. They swear a lot more. But they do it for, like, the bleep out swear. Like, what the fuck? Just so yeah. they can bleep it out. Like, there's one line in a later episode where... It's usually Rosa who says it. It's either Rosa or... Uh, actually, Santiago says it a couple times. But it's either Rosa or Hitchcock. Hitchcock has one. I forget what the word they're using is. But he's like, you guys said we couldn't say that. Oh, you guys said we couldn't say this instead. And they just like beep the whole time. And you don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. But the best with Rosa is like Amy's giving her a speech. Like you can't spell this without this. And she's like, yeah, well, you can't say spell go fuck yourself without fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's a funny ass line. Didn't like it in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I like the line. Yeah, I'm going to have to write that one down. <laughs> yeah. That is all I watched this week, though. Well, Scott, all you I said you had a pretty short list, too, didn't you? Yes, I have a very short list. Go nuts, my man. Okay, so I uh, saw one movie and two TV shows this past week. Hot damn. Would you want to start with the movies or the TV? Movie or TV? Uh, let's start with TV. So TV, I watched the new season of Jessica Jones, season three of the last Marvel Netflix television series show. How bad she, was it? I wouldn't say it was bad. It just wasn't good. It was kind of meh. It was it had a lot of the same problems all the Netflix uh, Marvel series have had, which is it was 13 episodes, so it was too long. Start hot, start hot then do a couple episodes where they're like trying to like reboot it. Oh, they, and then finish it. They repeated themselves a couple times. Like there was a whole episode where it's like you just go back and you like you're following what's her name, um, Trish, uh, her, like okay, yeah, her day, and so it's like okay, you see a lot of the same like interactions she had with Jessica, but they play the full scenes out. So it's like, well, no, you already showed me that in the last episode. I don't like. I get we're now seeing the day from her perspective from a different perspective because it's you know jessica jones one day then it'll be trish another day but it's also like well no i don't need you to repeat the full scene like you can just lead into that scene and then edit ahead of it so i don't have to rewatch because like the, i rewatched at least three conversations she and you know trish and jessica jones have because they decide to like reframe it in a different episode so that you see it from like a different way and you're like oh yeah i have a little more information now but it's like but i remember the conversation i just watched the episode like just 30 minutes ago so it sounds like half-assed writing to me like they're just like we need to fill the time yeah let's do this rather than being like here it is let's tie this all together in an interesting way rather than being like psych where they like they hide the the character in the episode somewhere and you're like ooh, what's going on yeah this one definitely suffered from them like forcing it to be a 13 episode season and filling in a couple episodes with them just 10 is perfect 10 is what they do for every other netflix show yeah. Why the fuck does the Marvel stuff have to be thirteen? Couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's their way of like squeezing in the action. But like this one was still. And who really asked for a third season of Jessica Jones? Like, Somebody did. Um... It wasn't me. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was okay. It. Like Daredevil was pretty much the only thing that kind of like deserved a, a third season, and even then, it kind of started hot and ended the. Yeah. Yeah, well, after, like, the Defenders kind of fizzled out, thought the, most of the shows have just been, like... I think they w- they dove into that too fast. I think they should have, like, built up to that as, like, it be the final thing. Like, well, see, that would have worked Keep doing the dabbling, yeah. like, where they know each other, but then, like, 
as the final Netflix show. Just be like, here's the Defenders, now let's wrap the shit up. Yeah, I was hoping they would do that with Jessica Jones because they knew it, but like they were finishing filming as they were canceling all the other shows. So I was like, you guys could squeeze something in, and they do like spoiler, squeeze Luke Cage in, in the last episode of the season. But that's it. I was hoping like, and you see him, and I was hoping like the whole episode would be her getting visited by each of the defenders, and then each giving her some advice. And I would have loved that, and that would have been a great way to end the entire like Netflix. Kind of like, like Luke Marvel Cage, thing. where they're like. Here's Rand or Randy. Here's Danny for the last like a two out of the last three episodes. And exactly. Like, yeah. Cool. You get to see a little bit of a friendship there. Exactly. So I like like and that's why Luke Cage shows up obviously to Jessica Jones because that's how his character was originally introduced. Yeah. They have that connection and but it's still like again it's very brief. They just have a quick conversation. So that's why I was like I was hoping after they had that conversation that it was gonna be like oh yeah Matt's gonna show up next and you know maybe was Danny Claire in it at all? No. That's good. She she was kind of like the initial spark for all of them. Yeah, and yeah, no, she didn't show up at all. It was very Rosario Dawson is just too busy, I guess. Probably, uh, or just didn't want to do it, or they they just have room for her too, because they just like as it is, they're following around too many characters, because they've got the lawyer being a pretty big role in this season too. Like we follow a lot of her, like because okay. she's dealing with ALS, and so you're just seeing a lot of her problems and her rekindling a relationship, and it's just like. Okay, this it just was long and slow. That's where I that's where it was bad, but I wouldn't call it bad because it's also that's kind of what it wants to be because it's got that film noir like yeah kind of feel. So it's like yeah, you're gonna be lingering and we're gonna hang out and watch her do a bunch of stakeouts. So I can't hate on that stuff, but some of the like some of the story elements I just felt like were unnecessary for this. So I was just like okay, but yeah, that's the end of that. We'll see if Marvel does a better job with their Hulu and Marvel Plus shows. Uh, but yeah, so I finished watching that over the weekend, and I've been watching... Do you have the other TV show I watched, or the movie next? Uh, give us the other TV show. Okay. Might as well. So I've been re-watching Legion, this, uh, because the third season comes okay. out next Monday. So I've been rewatching the first season this week. I'm going to be about to start the second season tomorrow. I've been making some YouTube videos for that as well, but I'm just trying to get recaught up. It's cool to like put pieces together, but also it's it's funny because I've only seen the series once, so like things that I thought I remember about the show aren't quite as correct. Turns out you're Legion. You're like, whoa. A little bit sometimes. That's how it feels sometimes. I'm like, oh, my memory's not exactly the right like remembering everything exactly the way it happened. So that's why I like about rewatching certain series is you get to rediscover yeah. it. And Legion is one of those ones you. Like, if you look at your phone for, like, a second, you might miss something in the show. So that's why it's great to rewatch and just have to sit and focus. But that's also part of why it's the only other TV show I watched this week is because it just, you have to focus on it. You can't be cooking and doing other stuff while you're watching it. So, yeah. So I watched been doing that. And then uh, the movie I watched was uh, Men in Black International. I went and saw that in theaters. How bad was it? It looks, like, it looks so corny. Like I it's think, trying to be so much more than it needs to be. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was, again, it was just well, like, okay. It was, like, the first Men in Black was, like, it was just a few jokes. You know, just enough while also being, like, a serious tone. Yeah. The second one kind of got a little bit cornier. The third one was pretty corny. I feel like now they're just, like, let's make a bunch of jokes. Like, yeah, it's, you're not wrong. If was, you, was, what's his name, Kumail Nanjiani, is that his name? Kamel. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. 
Is he like the replacement Frank? Like, is this weird alien knight character like the replacement for Frank? In a sense, yeah. Just a wisecracking alien there to give just a little there bit for of sass. Jokes? Exactly. That's all he's there for. He's just fuck me. He's just the, literally he's like a straight man, so he's just making all these like kind of very obvious kind of observations about shit. They end up being kind of funny. They're all right, but like, yeah, no, it wasn't great. It was I won't call it bad, but it's it's an okay like. Men in Black movie, and just no so something movie. to watch when it gets on Netflix, and that's about it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend going okay. to see it if you weren't planning on seeing it, or if you if you're not excited to go see it. Like I wouldn't check it out because I want to. Make I'm really it. not. Like yeah. by the by the fourth movie in the franchise, I'm kind of like ugh. Yeah, I just wanted to see how th- um how called them Thor, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thomas. Like I love them as a duo, so they were great too. Like I I can't fault either of them. It's just the story so was kind of bland. Use, like her normal normal uh, accent yeah because tessa thompson's like actually american yeah which i've never known <laughs> but yeah so it was, they had a great chemistry and like that was a great like it's nice to see those two and they were you know i can't say anything bad about them it was just the story it was kind of meh like 15 minutes in i knew the whole plot and nothing about the movie surprised me after that point because they set up things really obviously and they like like certain things is, that, is Liam Neeson the bad guy? Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, you, you got Fucking it. You nailed it. it. You nailed you, it. You can tell from the trailer. Yep. You can tell from the trailer. You're That's, like, okay, like he's he's clearly got this, something going on. Like he's a little too much of like a serious guy. Exactly. When everything else is kind of goofy. Yeah, no, you nailed it. You got it right on the spot. That's why Is he one of those like shape-shifting aliens that like took that form? Kind of in a sense. Yep. Yeah, you pretty much got I, it. I just saved you guys like 15 bucks. Yeah, or 17 closer to in 70 my case. If it, Closer to 70 if it's date night. Yeah, it's, it was $17 for me, and I was very upset about that because I wanted to go to the early one, and that was only AVX, and not worth it, but... Not at all. What are you going to do? Tax write-off. Not really, but, you know. Nope, no. Nope. You don't get to claim business write-offs, buddy. That's my that's my shtick. <laughs> no, not yet. That's what we're doing this for. <laughs> Advertisers, give us money. <laughs> Dollar me write dollars. Off, let me write off Something. these terrible movie tickets I pay for. Pay $17 for. Sometimes I do want to go ask for a refund for like, hey, <laughs> um, I paid for a ticket for Joe, this. You can do that like up to a certain point in the movie, though. I know that. No, I meant more so. I've, this is actually another problem I've been having with going to the movies lately, which is you get there on the time it's supposed to start, and then it starts a half an hour later because they have to show you a half an hour of ads and trailers no, 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 and no, no, shit. No, 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 It's half an hour of car ads. Be yeah. specific. Car and pop car ads. ads. Car and yeah. pop ads. Soda All ads. All Coke. Yeah. All Coke, exactly. And then a couple trailers. Like, you get three trailers, and I'm like... Why are we starting a movie half an hour late? Like, my movie experience, I've complained about this so many times, but my movie experience ends up being four hours to see an hour and a half movie because they give an extra Fuck half you, hour. Fuck Tanner Z- you, Tanner Z. Just, Fuck you. Yeah, I fucking hate that guy. Like, <laughs> it's just so annoying because it's like, okay, come on. Like, you're making me pay $17 to watch fucking ads? Like, even YouTube doesn't pay charge you that much for freaking YouTube Premium if you don't want to watch their ads. Like, and you can watch YouTube for free. You don't want ads. You pay Netflix because you don't. I like it's so annoying. I don't want your fucking cars. And I don't want your. Well, I do drink Coke, but that's another thing. It's a whole other problem we're not going to discuss. But yeah, so that's that's all I watched this week, guys. 
was a short week slash some cooking shows but we won't get into those <laughs> i just remember those as i was talking i'm like oh yeah that's what was filling in the blanks in between like when i was cooking <laughs> food i was like watching a cooking show too but yeah andrew what'd you watch this week well this is the first time in a long time that i have a longer list than you guys all righty you ready for me to dive in yes sir i watched transformers 2 and transformers 3 at the shop over the last week because those movies are absolutely terribly fantastic okay. they're so bad but they're so good alan tudyk kicks fucking ass in the third one by just being there is it the third one i, I thought it was yes, in the, the last one. night one no he's in the third one okay he plays he plays the uh like the former agent guy like the, in the first one, he plays the the agent of whatever the name of the group was, Sector Seven, or okay. whatever it was. That guy, yeah, he he becomes like a millionaire by like writing books and stuff, or like writing right, a book about right, it. Right, right, right. I was getting so then he hires he hires Alan Tudyk's character, whose name is Dutch. Yeah. Now, okay. Now I'm remembering the connection here. Yeah. He's yep. like Dutch Hult Hult because he has like secret like he's like. Jason Bourne. Like they go to see, go to the, meet these shady ass Russians, and then they pull guns on them, and Dutch just like takes the guns off people and sticks them in their face, and you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Yeah, I watched Transformers three and so long, but I'll... it's it's worth like the final thirty second fight scene is worth the two hours and fifteen minute build up. See, and that's the exact like conversation I have with myself anytime I think about watching the Transformers, which is, do I want to watch final two fight hours scene, for the, the final, final fight? The final Optimus fight scene in all of them is the best. Oh, yeah. Like, the only one that kind of sucked was the first one, where it was, like, them fighting and just, like, them kind of panning through Sam and then him just shoving the Allspark into Megatron's chest. Yeah, it was a little lame. That's, that's kind of lame. Yeah. But then the second one is so good. When Optimus like punches out the Fallen's heart after coming back to life, stealing Jetfire's body to give him his new sweet ass trailer with his flight tech. Yeah, which they never talk about. That's like it's a little fucked up. It's like, what if I like killed some dude and then took his arms well, and put it on my he, back? He doesn't kill him though. Like <laughs> Jetfire's literally like, oh, I finally lived to see a prime. Take my body and like pulls his own heart out. That's fair. That's like he fair. kills himself, and then they're like, "What the fuck?" So then they like hook up these jumper cables and like power fuse them, give him some sweet ass wings, and then he just goes and just fucking blows shit up, and then punches out the fallen's heart and says, "I rise, you fall," and then just like squishes it in his hands just in case somehow the fallen survives without like his his spark. Yeah. No, I'm recalling that part now. <laughs> So good. And then the third one, he's fighting, uh, he's fighting, uh, Vec not Vector Prime. Uh, fuck, this is going to piss me off. Whatever his name was, the, the older Prime, his former mentor. Like, I want to call him, like, he's thinking Vector Sigma, but that's not it. Yeah, I couldn't help you on this one. It's going to piss me off. I, it's Leonard Nimoy, anyways. So they're, they're fighting. And then he's like, he's getting his ass kicked. Fucking Optimus is getting his ass kicked by an old man. Granted, 
Optimus has been fighting already up to this point. Like, he's been killing people, wasting them. He almost died, like, twice. And that old so, robot's like, literally, like, sleeping for a thousand years. Yeah. So this old robot, like, he's just standing there, and he's got this sweet-ass, like, double blade. They fight, and he cuts off Optimus's arm. Like, yeah. stabs it through, and just, like, slices his arm off. And you, you me as a trans... Time. Sentinel, that's it. So they're they're fighting, and then Megatron, like, gets talked into going in uh, by Carly. Yeah. Gets talked into like going and taking down Sentinel because Sentinel's clearly going to be the Alpha because mm-hmm. he fucking is like he's a badass, and so Megatron like comes running in with his gun, fights him like kind of punches his helmet off and injures him badly, and then it's up to like injured Megatron to fight injured Optimus. And Megatron's like, "What would we be without each other?" So Optimus hits him with the "It's time to find out." They fight for, like two <laughs> seconds, and then Optimus takes his axe arm. And pulls off Megatron's head. Yep. Like, just straight up hooks the jaw over the shoulder, just rips his head off. Optimus doesn't fuck around. He yeah. will take you out. Yeah, he's cold as fuck. Like, I'm he's fairly all about confident. Protecting Op- humans, but fucking <laughs> Transformers, he'll literally rip their fucking faces off. <laughs> yeah, legit. Like, he shot, or uh, whatever the fuck Craig just said his name was. Sentinel Prime. Sentinel Prime, right in the chest, like, bam, you dead. Ripped off Megatron's head, punched out the Fallen's heart. Like, he, I'm pretty sure he, he, like, shoots Megatron in the face in the second one. Yep. In the fifth one, like, the last Transformers movie, he literally just, like, out of, like, a flying planet, he just kicks Megatron out, like, a window. He's just like, Pff! just kicks him out. Toast. Like... I'm fairly confident Optimus Prime's kill count is higher than Megatron's will that's, ever be. That's very like, possible. Like, it's hilarious to think about it, like, backwards and be like, Megatron's literally the only one who's trying to, like, save his people. Yeah. Well, like, he's trying, he's trying to do his thing, but then Optimus is like, no, die. <laughs> if you're not one of us, die. We're going to protect these things that just can be squished by us. Yeah, these things that don't even, like, they use us. They use us to drive them around. <laughs> yeah, literally. But, oh, it's just so cool. That 30-second fight is just, it's worth it. Like, when he rips the guy's head, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'll use So it. good. Yeah, like, just, yeah, just skip the movie. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, just watch that. So I watched those. I watched The Dark Knight Rises, because Aiden wanted to watch that. Right on. Still not my favorite set of Batman movies, but. Nah. But what like, are you gonna do? I hate that Christian Bale is like every non-Batman fan's favorite Batman. Because like <laughs> a like as a Batman fan, he has the highest kill count for yep, sure. Definitely like, is up there by like a significant amount. Yep. And like in The Dark Knight Rises, he literally looks Bane in the face and says, "You're gonna tell me, and then you have my permission to die." Like. Batman doesn't say that shit. Yeah, no. Batman just like beats you Batman up. Will, sends Batman you will. Batman will bust you up, but you always that's be it. alive. Like, after. yeah, like he's gonna break your arm. He's gonna shatter your collarbone, and then he's gonna drop you off at the hospital and probably pick up the tab later because <laughs> Bruce Wayne's a gangster. Yep. Like this, Bruce Wayne is like you. You have my permission to die. Whoa. Whoa. Dark, uh, no thank you are, are you damien all of a sudden yeah really like probably so i actually that'd be a neat twist if they brought it back it turns out that the al ghoul bitch he hooked up with was pregnant you're like oh damn oh snap his baby did 
Like she, she had time to get pregnant. It took twenty three days from when they took the the thing to the other. Like that's yeah. pretty close to a cycle. I'm not just plus like all the time before that. Like there's a she could have been. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We could, we, I could figure, see a way that they could write that in, but they won't. <laughs> Hopefully not. So next up, I've got Friends. Watched a couple episodes of that. Rewatching it this close to having watched it recently. I shouldn't have done it. I yeah, just... nope. You gotta take some space with it. Um, I still... I haven't watched it in like a decade. Still not quite enough space. And I love Friends. But when you can recite every line... Every joke, yeah. Every joke. Like every joke you know the punchline to, it's it's not Kendall's enjoyable really thing good to at that. Like she'll literally like look me in the eyes and say it. And I'll be like... Yeah, I can what? do that too. And then it comes up on the TV like a minute later. And you're like, oh, yeah, the last, Joey. the last time I tried to watch Friends, that's exactly what was happening to me. I was getting to the jokes before they were, and I'm like, oh, I, I have to, have to put this on like times, like speed it up, fast forward a little bit, but yeah. it like, <laughs> or not do it. And I've just you gotta shuffle it. Shuffle the episodes. Yeah, I think that's the only other way to do it. Cause otherwise, it's yeah, it's because it's so it is very formulaic. So you get into the yeah. rhythm and you learn everybody's joke style and you, you just you pick them all up. So. Joey's gonna be dumb. Yeah. Phoebe's gonna be oblivious. Monica's gonna be kind of a bitch. <laughs> Let's be real. Ross is gonna be real, real indignant because people are stupider than him. Yeah. Chandler's just gonna be sarcastic. Everything he says. Yep. And then Rachel just sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, she does. No, you're right. Rachel is just the fucking worst. I agree. Ugh. So I got three more things on my list. I went to two movies. Oh, damn. Driving? Two movies, yeah. No. Oh, okay. Two separate movies. See, that's even more impressive. That's why I was, I was just clear, making sure, because that's more impressive than the drive-in double feature we yeah. do occasionally. No, no, this was two separate days, yeah. two separate movies. Oh, that's committing. In Went town to or out of town? In and out. A nice, one of each. Oh, yeah. really committed. So I was planning on last Saturday night on going to see Godzilla finally. Okay. And then situations came up where an impromptu date night was an opportunity. And I knew Kendall did not want to see Godzilla. That's it meant more to me than it would to her to see that movie. I could see that. So we went and saw Late Night instead. The oh. uh, Emma Thompson and uh, Mindy Kaling. Oh, right, right, right. It right, right. was significantly better than I thought it was going to be. Well, that's good. Like, I assume you guys aren't going to watch it. Like, Definitely Craig, not. You might. <laughs> yeah. You might have to down the road. But uh, is it okay if I spoil it for you guys? Definitely for me, yeah. Okay, so they have a, like a, a reverse Me Too moment where you find out that uh, Emma Thompson's character, like she's the host of the show with uh, Catherine Newberry or Tonight with Catherine Newberry or whatever it's called. She's the host. And you find out at one point that her husband has um, the beginning of Parkinson's. But when he was first diagnosed years ago, like years prior to this, uh, he was in a dark spot and just angry all the time, and she wanted to get back at him, and she was lonely. So she hooked up with one of her comedy writers, like one of the guys who writes her, her sketches and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you find out down the road, like, later on that that happened. They hint at it at the beginning, like, they talk for, like, a second at a party, and she's like, it happened once, and that's it. So she walks away, and you're like, what the fuck? And then him and Mindy start hooking up, and you're like, Mindy, you can do so much better than that. <laughs> 
And it was kind of nice to see her in like a background role. Because everything I've seen her in outside of Ocean's 8, she's been the same character. Okay. Like in the Mindy show, in The Office, she was the same character. Mm-hmm. That kind of like ditzy, but also smart, but really into like pop culture stuff. Yeah. Whereas this one, she was in like a serious role. Like it was a com, it was like a, a comedy style movie, mm-hmm. but she's a little more like in the background. She's kind of like the driving force, and Emma Thompson's the like the lead lead character. Gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, so they they find out down the road because someone Ike Barinholtz is supposed to take over as host for the show because they're letting her go because her ratings have plummeted and they're just the whole movie is them trying to fight back through the season to try to get back up in the ratings yeah okay so Ike Barinholtz's manager after Catherine Newberry like kind of tricks him into saying oh I don't want to do this you should do this job so like live on live air so that they can't go with him now Mm -hmm. so his manager goes and leaks the the emails like Haxon leaks the emails that she was sending this guy that she was hooking up with years ago. So it's a Me Too moment, but, like, in reverse, where, like, she's the, you know, the one in power who, like, pushed herself on a man. And I was like, interesting, because you don't really hear much of that. Yeah. Like, you don't. Not really. Because, like, guys are just too pumped. <laughs> guys suck. Like, <laughs> you know... No matter what we do or say, like, the argument just becomes invalid. Because we suck that much. Try and tell me I'm wrong. Try. Not you can't. Because no. it's true. Can't. Can't Because it's, it's un- so unfortunate. But it's so true. Guys suck. So outside of late night, I went and saw Rocket Man yesterday. Oh, right yeah. on. Locally here in town. Um, I liked it and I didn't like it at the same time. Okay. What'd you like, like about it? It was a different style. It okay. was like watching kind of like a, like Jersey Boys where it was like a story, but like not everything had to tie in like musically. Yeah. It was kind of like, actually, I'm going to rewrite that. It was like if, was it Across the Universe? Yeah. Where they just used that music in the story. Mm-hmm was like crossed over with like a biopic like uh yeah like something like that so it was interesting that way because like they show him singing uh i think it was crocodile rock when he's like a little kid mm-hmm. at a pub and you're like you didn't write that song back then definitely <laughs> not yeah what's going on no, that's the pro that's the problem i heard with a lot of it is it's out of uh it's, it's really it, out of sequence it's the it's like more of the story of what he went through as opposed to like, yeah. here's how it happened. Yeah. And they, they really like, like heavily feminize him in some situations, but then they make him like a straight up dick in others. And it's like it's good acting. Like Taron Egerton's a good actor, but it's just the it's a different style. Like not something I was expecting. Okay. I thought it would be more, unfortunately, like more Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, see. But it, but it had a little bit more of like a like a ray, like that darker side of it. Okay. Meets across the universe. Yeah, I had gotten the impression from like what I heard from some of the marketing was that it was more it wasn't meant to be like an accurate necessarily telling, but no. more so like his kind of fantastical Yeah, yeah, like, it was it was very artsy. Like they yeah. this, they have a scene where he's singing Crocodile Rock where he starts off as a little kid. Mhm. 
or like a not a little little kid, but like you know, preteen, who walks through this fence, and they start singing as a kid, and then spins around a couple times type thing, and all yeah. of a sudden he's full grown man. Yeah, who's who's singing this stuff, and then like they're at a circus for a while, and they're at a at a fair, and they're like dancing around singing Crocodile Rock, and like kind of telling the story through that. Yeah. And then when he's a kid, like they have him writing Rocket Man, and I don't think they ever actually play the full song Rocket Man. Like they play a couple like little bits here and there. Yeah. And there's a couple of songs where it's just it's literally a musical rendition. It's like his family like all being in one set like in separate rooms singing the same song together type thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like. Heard. A, like which felt very Five Goes Westy to me. Like somewhere out there. Like that sort of thing where it's like okay. two people singing at each other, but they're not together. Yeah. Uh, there's another point where him and his boyfriend slash manager, which was John Reed, who was played by Littlefinger, like the actor who played Littlefinger. Okay. That's in cool. Bohemian Rhapsody, who was played by the guy who played Rob Stark in this one. So they got like... Oh, that's double cool. the Game of Thrones. Double the Game of Thrones for the same guy, but they did it totally different. Like he was kind of the the antagonist, other than Elton being his own antagonist. Yeah, like he was because he was like he came in and he was very like romantic, like physically threw himself at him and just said the right things in the story. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you know, you get you only get a few moments in your life. Take what you want, and then like he made Elton feel like physically loved by shagging him. Yeah, but like he was also like, we're trying to run a business here, and you're like, oh, you don't think of that really—that it is a business. You're a businessman trying to like sell your shit, mm-hmm. huh? And he was in like five, you know, the five button suits all the way up here, like Ooh. just really, really like crisp, starched collars, like just that heavy duty business guy. Whereas you flip over the little finger, and he was just kind of there, like he was well dressed, but like didn't have that heavy Scottish accent that this guy had, and it was just two totally different takes on it mm-hmm. and then bryce dallas howard plays his mom and i spent the whole movie like who the fuck is that because <laughs> she looked so familiar and i just i couldn't place it because yeah. i think i think like for the role she had to put some weight on okay because like her face looks significantly bigger yeah to make her and, age up a little bit yeah and like it just it took me forever like the whole movie to figure out who the fuck it was <laughs> and just his mom sucked in this movie, anyways, his parents both just sucked. But he was like, hey, mom, hey, dad, I know you split up, but whatever. And then he just falls down this rabbit hole of just like, I'm going to fuck everything, and I'm going to do all the drugs. And then he came came out still standing at the end of it. And that's how they end the movie, is like they like take out Elton in the music video, and they put in Taron. Oh. <laughs> well. And they're like, here you go. Yeah. But it was I enjoyed it. It was just it wasn't what I expected it to be. Yeah. So it it, it took me a while to like get into it. Adjust, yeah. But I, I really like him. Like I like Elton John and I like his music. Yeah, that'll be one I'll wait till it's on uh PMD. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't think it's your guys' thing. <laughs> no. I'm not it a big biopic or music guy in theaters at least. Like I'll see him yeah. eventually kind of thing. But I really like the musical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah, see, I like I like I like that he went that route too, because I kind of prefer it more 
that way then it's like whereas bohemian rhapsody it's like the music you get is when they're performing it or you know them like playing over montages and stuff i, I haven't actually seen bohemian rhapsody but that's my guess how they did it um whereas this it's like i like when it's like even though it's not realistic but like when you get a, the musical feel of like oh the whole house is singing because yeah that's just a fun kind of thing usually i like them separated i either want like musical <laughs> or i want like story yeah like I, I don't want them to like that's why i liked ray because it was like here's some music but also we're not all about the music we're all about the story yeah whereas like about. rock of ages you're like fuck yes this is a musical this good is, music yeah it's all about the music in that one we're not gonna take it we built this city on rock and roll don't you say that <laughs> we built this city Classic rock stations always making promises they can't keep. Playing the the best rock. The seventies, eighties, and nineties. Do you remember when the nineties wasn't really part of that? Yep. <laughs> when it was. I think you're. I think you have to move past like twenty years or close to twenty years in order for it to. Yeah, at least a decade in between. Yeah. Before it becomes retro chic. Yep. Speaking of retro chic music. I also watched a couple episodes of Live from Daryl's House, what which is, is Hall & Oates. Okay. It's like Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates. He has his own like little, I think it's like a restaurant shack type thing somewhere. Okay, that's and, cool. And like he'll bring in these these bands or these artists to come like collaborate with them. And like his band and their band will get together and they'll play like some of their songs, some of his songs. And then they'll just like hang out and tell stories and then there's a couple episodes where like they show like the in-house chef cooking something, and then they'll like they'll show you show you how he does it quickly, and then they just eat it, and you're like, this is just everything I want in a, live, in a reality TV show. It's everything. No, that does sound pretty good. Like that's how I, you know, like having a little it, bit of music, a little bit of food, a little bit of conversation. For a lot of them, it was neat because you got to see like two different styles. Like you got to see the original artist singing their song. Yeah. With like that Hall and Oates kind of twist, right on. Where where like it's just Daryl like adding in his own. Ah! <laughs> but then there's also bits where it's like they're doing, like a Hall and Oates song. But then they like I can't go for that. They do that like four times. They do one with CeeLo Green. I think they do one with the OJ's. First sure Cheap Trick does it. Like they keep going back to it because I mean there's only so many Hall and Oates classics you could yep. that people know that you could dive into. Well, and I imagine he's putting these on iTunes or something to make him some yeah. more money, and like that's a great oh, way yeah. to get like. Cause... But he he also kind of like rewrites his own songs. Oh, that's cool. Like he'll like you can almost feel like he's bored, like he's just tired of singing his music. That's why he started this. Oh, definitely. Well, you got to think about like how many years they were touring yeah. for, how many concert dates that is a year, like yeah, no, that adds up. Like yeah, that... like the like the one the one point where I was like. I can't go for that. No, no. I can't do like that. Yeah. Like there's he's like playing guitar, he's like, no. <laughs> like he like just parts where he like leans away, he's like, no. <laughs> just trying to like switch it up because he's so just so sick oh, of yeah. the same stuff, it seems. No, I get that. I could understand that. Like But then you get to see some older acts. Like you get to see the OJs, which are one of my favorite older groups. Who are just absolutely fantastic. And they they sound so good still. Like they sing uh, "Love Train." Oh, okay. 
Money, 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 money. Right. Money. Backstabbers. I like me or I love music. Such good, such good songs. But you see them sing, and they still sound phenomenal. Like they're that group who they never tried to sing outside of their range, so their vocal cords survived. Oh, Unlike cool. bands like April Wine, or a lot of that era where they're like, yeah, and then now they can't sing worth a shit. It's um, Axl Rose, right? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the episodes I watched with the OJs, I watched Cheap Trick, which was awful. Yeah, I was gonna say that one doesn't sound like it that one stick was up. so bad. <laughs> uh, CeeLo Green was kind of fun because it was like it was like him one on one with that band. Yeah. And it's just CeeLo doing like his own thing because he's not like a a top act by any means. No. Like I don't think CeeLo Green would ever sell out like an arena like an arena show not the full or like thing. A, or like a stadium not like the the arenas where you sell behind the stage no. too and those go too yeah He's no not that definitely thing. not but like it was fun to see him kind of there like almost like he just got a phone call like yeah i got nothing going on tuesday is that what we're doing cool because they re- i guess they released an episode once a month okay like it wasn't like a weekly thing it was like once a month for a year and that was your season huh. so that was pretty cool but there's one guy they had on it, and he was one of the kind of like the mid range through the series guys because they had a lot of like acts that would not have mattered to me at all on the first couple seasons. Yeah, so I just watched random ones on YouTube. But they had Darius Rucker, and you know who doesn't need some old ass white guy backing him up unless it's Hootie and the Blowfish? Darius Rucker, he did not need Daryl Hall to help him sing Let Her Cry. Like, that's one of my favorite songs all time. And I was like, what are you doing, Daryl? You're not allowed to sing this. Like, you're allowed to sing this in your car when you're when you're driving somewhere. That's it. You're not allowed to join in. That's all I watched. <laughs> right on. That was very... Was very passionate, and then you just stopped. Yeah. Save the best for last, guys. Right on. It's a very musical list for you this week. Kind of. Yeah, that's true. We'll just lease the last two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of the episode. We did it. We made it all the way through. Yeah. I got nothing else to say. Thanks for listening yeah, this week, guys. Samuel Jackson was cool. Yes, he was. And still is. Just Shut so your mouth. Died. Just so you don't think he died. <laughs> yes, yes. This was not an RIP yeah, episode. No, no, not yet. <laughs> Knock on wood. Anyways, thanks for listening this week. Bye. Bye. Bye.